Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fit and Form podcast for the U.S. Open, part of the Osmo Golf podcast series here. As I do three each and every week, or I shouldn't say each and every week, most weeks, uh, that at least the content allows us to. So thank you for coming by and joining the second part of this where I go over, if the title didn't give it away already, <clears throat> the course form, course fit, and a little bit of stroke gain information. At least this week, it's going to be more tournament history than it is course history. We haven't played this course since 2006, and I don't think we can glean too, too much from that, seeing as only 15 golfers played in the field in 2006 versus now. However, what we can glean is there's been a ton of information and coverage all day long on golf channels. So if you have the luxury of being able to have it on them in the background as you work from home, or even if you're back in the office, or maybe traveling and want to just put it on your phone in the background uh, and hear it through the radio, it's uh, good coverage. And nonetheless, everything that we have heard is that this is going to be one of the toughest tests that we have seen in quite some time, which of course bodes well for people that love carnage in PGA DFS. You know, some weeks where their scoring is crazy, it's hard to get to that cash line, especially if you have a couple of golfers miss the cut. Now, this week, that's not going to be the case as much. If you have a couple of golfers miss the cut, but you're still able to find, say, the winner and maybe another top 10 and two other top 25s, you're likely going to be in the cash um, or at least have a good chance at it. So, I always look forward to those events. I feel like you're live all the way through the weekend. In fact, a lot of people have suggested uh, that it'll be over par uh, for the winner. In fact, some of the betting uh, odds tournament props that I have seen out there actually favor a over par winning score. Uh, so very interesting there. Just thought I'd bring that up. Okay, let's go ahead and head into the article. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not the article, the podcast. But before I do, I want to tell you guys about the awesome promo we have going on here for this week for the U.S. Open. Kind of a theme that I think you're going to see playing is bogey. That is the promo code that we're using this week. You're going to get 50% off your PGA DFS subscription here for a week. With that, you're going to get all of my picks, entire player pool, and allocations that I'm giving each player. Same with Ben's. And then on top of that, of course, you're going to get the league-leading ownership projections, golfer projections, top golfers tool, and so much more from Alex Osmo Baker. Really excited to showcase some of those tools on our Wednesday night Live Before Lock show where Alex will be joining us, uh, joining Ben and I. So uh, look forward to that. Okay, let's go uh, start in off with the recent form, and uh, if you don't follow golf that uh, intensely, or you don't uh, maybe follow the secondary tours, 
You may not have heard about Will Zalatoris, and this guy has not just 11 straight top 20s, 11 straight, crazy, since the restart. Uh, he also has five top 10s. He and Tyler Pendriths are the only guys that have five, and I probably pronounced that name wrong. That's the first time I'm, I'm uh, trying to read it. I've seen it a bunch uh, recently, but I've never tried to read it. Uh, they all have five. Rasmus Hojgaard from the European Tour was four for four before going to Valderrama, where he came in 31st. So he has four top tens. Connor Smy of the European Tour as well has four, but he's done it in eight starts. Now to the PGA Tour players that have four top tens, and this is going over the last, say, 11 weeks or so, something in that range. John Romp, Tony Finau, Jason Day have four. A couple of other... Corn Ferry Tour golfers also have four. Grayson Sig, Paul Barjan, Stephen Yeager. Then one other guy, uh, Shigo Imahara. He's the only guy with 100% uh, top 10 as he only has two starts uh, in the last 11 weeks with one of them not even being a fully sanctioned event, it looks like. Uh, so he was two for two, but I don't really think we can look too much into that. Well, let's talk about the top 25s now. Xander Shoffley, how about this? Now, Will Zalatoris, we told you, he's 11 for 11, so... Obviously, he has a great percentage, but Xander Schauffele has come in the top 25 in each of his starts over the last 11 weeks. It's been crazy consistent golf. If one form has not, if, if one part of his game hasn't been in form, another has picked it up at least enough to get him inside the top 25 each week. And of course, almost got him enough to overtake a, I think it was a seven shot deficit uh, of Dustin Johnson. Uh, so in, in effect, I think he beat Dustin by five or four Something like that if the handicap wasn't in for the Tour Championship. So Xander Schauffele playing some fantastic golf. Talk about the strokes gained coming up in a second there. He'll be up in a lot of those categories. Kevin Kisner, Harris English, Daniel Berger. They're all over 80% with uh, and as far as getting inside the top 25 in their starts over the last 11 weeks. Okay, now let's move on to made cuts. Siwoo Kim, he's 9 for 9. How about that in the last 11 weeks playing really good golf? Uh, last week was the betting favorite, had a really bad Saturday, so it totally derailed his chances of doing anything uh, specific. But hey, still made the weekend, still made a paycheck. Victor Hovland, 8 for 8, and then a bunch of guys 7 for 7, like John Roms and Shuffley, who I mentioned. How about Kevin Streelman, though? Kevin Streelman playing some really inspired golf. I think he might be in play here this week, 6,900 on DraftKings. Justin Thomas. And Xander Schauffele, all also 7 for 7. Now, there's a couple no cuts mixed in there, too. So, some of those numbers look a little skewed. But still, they made the weekend. They saw it. So, uh, it has to count. Okay. Uh, now, we're going to turn maybe a little bit to the negative side. But on this top 10 category, I think more, I wouldn't look at it as a negative. Maybe golfers that are that have been in form but haven't quite maybe broke through the top 10 you know, I'll take Brian Harmon, for example. Obviously, this is a U.S. Open, but we have seen him play well before. Uh, uh, I read Aaron Hills, maybe uh, a, certainly a different U.S. Open test than what we're going to see this week. Um, however, he's been in the top 15 twice, but hasn't broken into the top 10. A couple of other guys that I would say are in pretty good form that have been pretty, uh, pretty close. Adam Scott, uh, Corey Connors, Abraham Anser. All been close, and then a couple of guys that maybe haven't been that close that you'd expect to be this week: Eric Van Royen, Ricky Fowler, the Major Jordan Spieth, and Bubba Watson. Then we go to the no, no top twenty-fives. Maybe these are a little bit more surprising: Keegan Bradley, Sergio Garcia, Rafa Cabrera Bello, Brant Snedeker, Sung Kang, 
J.T. Poston, Mark Leishman, Graham McDowell, and Andrew Putnam all looking for their first top 25 in the last 11 or so weeks. There's a bunch more, too. I think in terms of top 10s, I think maybe 110 or uh, somewhere around 100 golfers would be searching for their first. So uh, a lot of golfers still uh, looking uh, for uh, their first good start in the last little bit. Okay, so let's uh, go ahead and now move on to the tournament history where maybe I won't spend as much time because, of course, each tournament and course is a little bit different. But I'll spend a couple of minutes going over what we have at least anyway. But I think at least there's some similarities between each of the courses or the way at least the USGA sets them up. So I think there's something we can glean. So might as well look at the information anyway. Dustin Johnson and Xander Schauffele, the only two golfers in the field that have three top tens in the last five years. That's what I'm looking at. Maybe I forgot to say that. I'm sorry. Since 2015. Ten others have two. Adam Scott, Jason Day, Brandon Grace, Brandt, Stentker, Tommy Fleetwood, Rory McIlroy, Justin Rose, Shane Lowry, Louis Oosthuizen are a couple of those other ones that uh, I just mentioned. Louis Oosthuizen is actually the only one, though, that has made all five cuts since 2015 and come in the top 25 each time. Certainly earning a paycheck in one of the biggest purses, uh, earning a healthy paycheck, I should say, in one of the biggest purses golf has to offer. Louis has that, uh, the only golfer with five. Matsuyama is the only other one with four top 25s in the last five years. He's four for five. Xander is three for three in his three starts. We'll flip over to the negative side of things. Mark Leishman, Kevin Kisner, Paul Casey. Matt Kuchar, Billy Horschel, Phil Mickelson, Ian Poulter, Bryson DeChambeau, Martin Keimer, and Byung-Kyun An all will be searching for their first top 10 at a U.S. Open in the last five years. I think if I gave you that chunk of golfers and said, hey, none of them are going to have a top 10 in the last five years, do you believe me? I'm sure most people will probably say no on the whole. Um, but that is the way it comes out. Martin Keimer, a former U.S. Open winner, I think this might be one of his last years of exemption using that 10-year uh, win. I'll have to go look that up and verify, but nonetheless, he is here and actually coming off of two pretty good starts. So Martin Keimer, former winner, in play this week. But Martin Keimer joins Phil Mickelson and Lucas Glover along with Bubba Watson with golfers that have at least two starts in the last five years and no top 25s. So let alone no top 10s, all those guys haven't even found the top 25. Okay, so that'll cover my fit and form uh, for this week. We're going to go into the strokes gained information and see how the golfers have been doing it, have been getting their finishes done. We've gone over the recent form. Now we're going to talk about how they've accomplished these uh, finishes. And a certainly heavy emphasis on off the tee this week. Every single golfer that I have heard come through uh, on the interview panel uh, this week led directly off with saying, this week, above all others, you have to find the fairway. You can't be too wild off the tee. You will be losing strokes. And it will come down to the elite golfer, you know, the uh, call it John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, maybe Rory McIlroy, probably Xander Schauffele at this point. Whoever finds the most fairways out of those five likely wins the tournament. Now, of course, that's not bullproof. Uh, you can't take it to the window anyway, but I would suggest and say that if one of those guys, whichever one hits more fairways than the others, will likely win the tournament. I'm just going off of what these guys said. So we'll talk about off the tee maybe a little bit differently than the other ones. However, let's go at the top strokes gain total. Now in my data set that I'm using here, it's a 
covers just about 18 months, so that gives us roughly 45, 50, maybe 55 total tournaments. Webb Simpson has gained at least one and a half strokes total, 70% of the starts over this, uh, which is just incredible, matching up that putting, and if, if his putting isn't good, then his approach game is good, just has it all in the bag. Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantley, Xander Shuffley, Roy McIlroy, Hideki Matsuyama, and John Rahm all over 50% of their starts where they're gaining a stroke and a half on the field. Just incredible consistency from them there. Uh, last eight weeks, Dustin Johnson has done it four times, the only golfer to do so. And Xander Shuffley, however, through the bag over the last 10 weeks, uh, has uh, gained the most strokes total and averages the most as well. <clears throat> Okay, TD Green now. Uh, we're looking for Justin Thomas. Or we're gonna, when we take putting out of the equation, no surprise. Thomas has been very cold with his putter for a couple of months now. I mean, since the restart, really, it really hasn't come into uh, – it hasn't done much for him in the way of helping him gain strokes against the field. Um, of course, uh, as part of my model uh, and as part of the weekly uh, Osmo Premium side of things, you can go check out my strokes gate. Strokes gained database screener where you can go up and see that Justin Justin Thomas has only gained strokes once since the WGC FedEx St. Jude, and it was only .19 with his putter. That's got to change. Uh, he's too good of a putter. I know he's streaky, but he's too good of a putter to have that happen. If you go look at the entire data set that I have uh, going all the way back to the Genesis, I mean, he has gone on a stretch like this before. He lost seven straight, but then figured it out. We're coming up pretty close to that right now. We've lost in four of five, uh, but the tee to green and the approach game looks incredible right now. Uh, he uh, he is joined by Sergio Garcia, Roy McIlroy, D. Dustin Johnson, Webb Simpson, all gaining above 50% uh, at least uh, one stroke tee to green. John Rahm, he's the only other golfer besides Justin Thomas, to gain over 60%. Uh, next, we're going to look at the last eight weeks. Patrick Reed and Tony Finau join a bunch of those guys I just mentioned, like Rom, Thomas, and Simpson, having gained at least 1.25 strokes tee to green in the last eight weeks. Dustin Johnson, again, the only guy with four times doing it. However, Justin Thomas leads in average strokes gained tee to green over the last 10 weeks at just over two. Some odd names that you might not recognize or might not think would be on there. Chez Rivian, Sebastian Munoz. Keep an eye on those guys for some low-owned fillers this week. Okay, now the important one, or what everyone telling us is going to be important, is we know the golf course is long for a par 70. Okay, we're, we're aware of that. We know it's going to be really tough. You need to find the fairways. So there's two ways to do that, of course. Uh, you can hit it 260 yards off your tee ball, like some may say Brian Harmon and Brendan Todd. Um, and find the fairway more often and have longer clubs into the greens, which means you're not going to probably have as many good birdie opportunities as, say, somebody like Dustin Johnson or John Rahm, who's probably hitting it 60 yards or 50 yards by them um, and has better scoring opportunities. But if the winning score is over par, that certainly means that Brendan Todd, Brian Harmon, those type of guys could play into it. So 10 golfers have gained off the tee in every start over the last 10 weeks. Let's go over them. Jason Kokrak, Corey Connors, John Rahm, Justin Johnson, Cameron Champ, Sergio Garcia, Paul Casey, Eric Van Ruyen, 
Bryson DeChambeau and Kirk Kitty almost only had one start, but he was in there as well. Bryson leads on the average. That is no surprise with Sergio Garcia. He's like a mini Bryson DeChambeau right now. Is gaining everywhere, but uh, is so bad at putting that he can't even sniff a cut right now. Uh, especially one where it was uh, five under like last week. Matt Wolf in Camp Champ along with John Rom also in the top five over the last ten weeks. So those are guys that we know we can at least. If recent history is indicative of uh, future results, which sometimes they tend to be, at least at, at least they're the most predictive in most cases, um, we can rely on those guys to get us in play. Now we got to match up the irons. Probably don't have to, if we if we're in play a lot and we have good irons, we probably don't have to worry too much about around the green and on the green, as it's going to be difficult for everybody. If the ball striking is good this week, I would give them a much better chance of making the cut. Um, and of course, it starts with a good tee ball, so can really rely on those guys. Now, once they've hit a good tee ball, who's hot with their irons? Justin Thomas has looked far better than almost everybody else. Ches Reeve, though. Ches Reeve, not far behind. He seems to be peaking right before the U.S. Open again. This would be the second straight year that has happened. Dustin Johnson, Tony Finau, and Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods has been very good with his irons, but not much else. Uh, those guys are in the top five in terms of average strokes gained on the approach. Okay, a couple more. Around the green, uh, Spieth and Harmon are joined by Justin Thomas, gaining at least a quarter of a stroke four times. Spieth has actually done it five. Charles Howell, Harris English, and Brant Snedeker have all done it four times. So those are going to be guys that uh, if they can find. So I, I hate to say this about Spieth because I'm not playing him this week. Um, but any of these guys, if they can get their off the tee and iron game going, that means they should be able to save or have better chances to save par when they do inevitably inevitably miss with their uh, irons or off the tee. So definitely interesting plays there. Uh, Justin Thomas is definitely the most intriguing one that uh, with how good his irons are when he is missing, he's the one of the better chances to get it up and down uh, in the field. So really like him this week a lot. <clears throat> okay, last is putter. And nobody has been as good as Mackenzie Hughes over the last 10 or so weeks. Matthew Fitzpatrick, Christian Bezidenhut, Brendan Todd, and Kevin Kisner aren't far behind. One of the studs, top studs, Xander Schauffele has been riding a hot putter and did so at the Tour Championship as well. I don't know if that's going to save him as much this week. I just can't see that being that much differential with how hard these greens are. Of course, anything can happen and you get lucky and you can make a bunch of putts. I've seen it happen. I think we all have uh, and certainly can happen with Xander with how good he's putting. Other couple of guys, Andrew Putnam, Alex Noren, Kevin Na, Webb Simpson, Martin Keimer, and Brian Harmon all averaging just about over a half a stroke putting uh, per round uh, since uh, over the last 11 or so weeks. Okay, so that is going to do it. Going over uh, a couple of uh, statistical-based plays uh, for the week that certainly will be a part of my player pool. Of course, if you want my entire player pool and the allocations that I'm doing, look for those tomorrow morning in the Winning Element article. And of course, if you're going to see some of the other reasons or you're looking for some of the other reasons why I'm going to play golfers, that would be found in the Against the Grain article and, of course, the Against the, Against the Grain podcast, which is the final part of the three-part Osmo Golf Weekly podcast series. There I go over specifically ownership for this week. It's going to be the Millionaire Maker for DraftKings. It's $100, so it's 
in terms of the field size, if you've been playing DFS golf for a while, it's like playing in a $44 club twirl or a $33 dog leg of years past where there were about 25,000 entries uh, with, you know, first place somewhere in the 50,000 or 40,000 range. So this is cool. It's um, certainly a different way to do it. Uh, I like the field structure. Um uh, and I'll be going over that if you're going to have 110 or 150 lineups. Uh, good luck to uh, those that do the 150 uh, always. Um, that is uh, putting a decent amount of chunk of change on the board. So until then, everybody, uh, thank you all for coming and joining the Fit in the Form podcast. And we will see you on the other side. Cheers.